You're listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast, where we believe that every teacher deserves a coach, and every coach does too. I'm Chrissy Beltran, an instructional coach, resource creator, and coffee enthusiast, and I'm your host. Stay tuned for practical tips and honest coaching talk that will help you coach with confidence. coaches. It's Chrissy from Buzzing with Miss B, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. You're listening to episode 23, Ways to Share Your Role with Teachers. So on the last episode, I shared about defining your coaching role for yourself, using a process to figure out what it is that you're doing as a coach and why you're doing it. So it really helps you to determine how you're going to spend your time and what kinds of coaching work you're going to undertake. Now, I give you a really specific process. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I really recommend that you go back to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast, episode 22, defining your role for yourself, okay? Um, There's also a free download there. And I think I'm gonna give you the same opt-in today. The same free download is gonna be available to you and that's a coaching menu. So listen in on how you can use that coaching menu. Um, But uh, I think you're really gonna wanna make sure you grab that in the show notes at buzzingwithmissb.com. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about different ways that you can share your role with teachers. And you might not think this is a big thing. It might not seem like it's something you really have to do. Recently, I was talking to someone who's a coach and has been coaching for a long time. And she said, oh, we're a coaching district, so everybody knows that I'm going to be in their rooms. Which that could be true that they know you're going to be in there, (laughs) but do they know why you're there and do they really maximize the support that they could be getting from you? And if you haven't really defined your role with them, I can guarantee they probably don't completely understand why you're there. They probably have some real misconceptions and um, they're definitely not getting the full amount of support from you that they could be because they haven't even um, realized all the different kinds of support that you could offer them if they would take you up on it. So this is what happened to me as a new teacher, and this is why I know, a new coach, and this is why I know this is so important. <clears throat> My first year, I was um, introduced as a literacy expert who was here to help the teachers, okay? That was the way that my principal introduced me. And I was a new coach and there wasn't a huge coaching community online that I could find anyway. Um, And all the resources were incredibly expensive. I had read a couple of books, but I really didn't know how to define my role any other way than a literacy expert who was here to help teachers with literacy, right? That made total sense to me. And so I didn't question it when my principal introduced me that way. So I did some workshops in the summer before school started, like, you know, in-service days right before school. And then I was helping hand out materials because that's what needed to be done. So it was sort of an all-hands-on-deck situation. We were handing out textbooks and things like that. Um, And so I, you know, that's kind of the way that I spent my first few days. I got my room ready. I set up my space. I had a mental image of, of what I wanted to do to support teachers, but I hadn't really defined it and I had not introduced it to anyone. That's for sure. So... Um, I remember walking down the hallway one day on my way to a meeting, probably, because I feel like all I did those first few months was participate in meetings. And if any, is anybody in the same boat? I mean, it was death by meeting for sure. It was the worst. And I couldn't really tell you much of what I accomplished those first few months, aside from just figure out what my role was in these meetings. It took me a while. Anyway, one of the teachers approached me and she and I said, hey, how's it going? I can pop in by your room later today to see how reading is going because I've been working with her on on some reading best practices. And she said, oh, I'm not ready for that. I said, oh, well, it's just whatever you're normally doing. I can just pop in to see it. And she said, well, no, I'm, I'm literally not ready. I don't have my copies made or anything. 
I was like, you're on your way to your classroom right now. <laughs> you don't have another conference period. So when when were you planning on making those? And she, she, she was like, I want you to do that for me, please. <laughs> I was like, what? That's not what I, I'm not here to make your copies. And so me not defining my role resulted in some people who really had no sense of what I was there to do. Did I make the copies? Yes, I did. And here's why. I was mortified that she was going to go back into her classroom and be completely unprepared to teach a subject that we had planned out that she was going to teach, right? It shocked me that anybody would do that. So I went ahead and made the copies, but I did tell her in the future, you know, set a day aside to make your copies well in advance so you're prepared for your lessons because whenever I come in, that's my goal is, is to really support you in your teaching, not in preparation of copies. So I did try to clarify that, but if I had had my coaching menu set up or my coaching role clearly defined, it wouldn't have been as much of a question what I was there to do. So if I would do it, could do it all over again, I definitely would make sure I define my role to teachers so nobody was asking me to make copies. And if you have had that experience, oh my gosh, it makes you feel very small. <laughs> You're like, well, that's good to know. That's what I'm here for. Okay. So anyway, here are a few different ways that you can define your role to teachers to make it really clear so they can maximize the support that they get from you and so that you don't have to have any uncomfortable conversations about why you don't want to make copies. Hey coaches, I'm just going to pop in here really fast because I want to share something with you that I am so excited about. My course for elementary literacy coaches, The Confident Literacy Coach, is live. It's up and running and you can get access to it right now. So here's the deal. When I started out as a coach, I struggled. I had trouble defining my role and communicating it with teachers and administration. And I honestly didn't even know that was something I was going to have to do. I dreaded PLC days because getting my teachers to collaborate, to speak the same language and create lesson plans together was a total nightmare. And I was so stressed out by modeling and co-teaching in classrooms that I actually avoided it for a long time. It was not a happy time for me, <laughs> but things got so much better. I figured out processes to help my teams of teachers work together. I focused on best practices and reading and writing and identified some high impact strategies to support alignment on my campus. And I began to spend more time in classrooms after I planned thoroughly with teachers before lessons. Basically, I started coaching with confidence. This work and I've put it all together in one place so you can coach with confidence too. The Confident Literacy Coach is your one-stop shop for everything literacy coaching in elementary school. You'll learn how to define your role and communicate it to your administrator, what best practices you should spend your time on, and my process for collaborative planning, plus so much more that will take your coaching life from frustrated and overwhelmed to effective and confident. You can check it out at buzzingwithmissb.com. Just click the Confident Literacy Coach at the bottom of the latest post and you'll learn exactly what's in the course and why it will change your coaching for the better. I can't wait to see you there. Um, <clears throat> the first way that I recommend is a whole group presentation. In a whole group presentation, this could take place during in-service at the beginning of the year, I really recommend um, starting the year off this way, but it's already the middle of the year, right? So if you are well into the spring and you're listening to this in real time and you realize, you know what, I don't think teachers know what I do. They don't really understand what I'm supposed to be here for. Then take the opportunity to do it now. Ask your principal if you can have 15, 20 minutes of a, of a workshop time or of an after-school learning, learning time or even a PLC where you introduce it to grade levels. You can totally do that, um, but it's really essential to do whenever you are hearing this message. So this is what this looks like. I would have teachers get a piece of paper and fold it into fourths. 
And so during the presentation at the very beginning, you're trying to get an idea of what they think coaching could be. And then you're going to introduce what you do as a coach, okay? Or what you have set to set out to do. And then you can always make adjustments based on the feedback that they give you. So in those four squares that the teachers have divided their paper up into fourths, you're going to label one, something I have seen coaches do that I like is, something I've seen coaches do that I don't like is, one way a coach can help me is, and one area I'd like to grow in is. So those are your four different quadrants. Something they liked, something they do not like, one way a coach can help them, one area they'd like to grow. So you give them time to write in these four quadrants. This will really give you an idea of what their coaching experience has been to this point, because if they have a lot of negative things that they've seen coaches do, or if they've seen them do things like they don't actually spend time in classrooms, or they only do administrative stuff, or they tattle to the principal, that'll be really telling to you because you're may, you may have to do some real work with a teacher to overcome some of that experience that they've had, Okay. So then after you do your activity, you introduce what you are going, what your role is with a presentation, okay? So <clears throat> your presentation can be a simple PowerPoint. It doesn't have to be really complicated. And I actually have a PowerPoint that you could use, and it's also in keynote form in my store, uh, my TPT store. So Chrissy Beltran, Buzzing with Miss B, you look up the coaching slideshow presentation, and that will give you a an editable PowerPoint or keynote that you can use to introduce the different kinds of things that you plan to do to your, with your teachers. So you can use this to show your teachers what your role is going to be. You want to make this really clear that coaches are support and they are learning alongside teachers. They are not the ones with all the answers. You might be considered an expert in something. That doesn't mean you know everything about that thing. Um, for example... My own experience was in upper elementary, and I was a monolingual teacher, and the school that I started teaching at, and the school that I was a teacher at actually had a lot of bilingual classrooms as well. But whenever I became a coach, there were even more bilingual classrooms, and they actually needed my support. So I really had to get good at learning about practices for bilingual teaching. I had to learn about um, English language learner strategies, which I already had learned as a monolingual teacher, but those looked a little different when applied in a bilingual classroom. I had to learn about primary education because because my education had experience had mostly been in upper elementary. So it really was a learning curve for me. It took me some time to get comfortable in those areas. And I'm still learning. We all are. So you want to make that clear to teachers. Coaches are support and co-learners. They don't have all the answers. And they are not administrators. Okay? We don't want to come off as being part of the administrative crew because that is not your role there. You don't want to be included in formal evaluations or anything like that because that will impact the amount, the kinds and amount of support you can provide to teachers. They just will not trust you. They just won't, um, even if you're trying to help. So definitely try to make sure that your role is clearly defined as not being an administrator. So you introduce your slideshow, you start off with those points and say, this is my job here. And then you can introduce all the different tasks that you um, have defined for yourself. Hopefully you did the activity from episode 22, where you actually went through and identified the different kinds of coaching work you want to do, such as co-teaching, modeling, data digs, um, reviewing student work together, co-planning lessons, classroom design. It depends on what kind of support you're planning on providing. But all those things could be on your slideshow because you're showing teachers what it is that you're there to help them with. And then on the back of their paper, they could actually say, 
hey, this is something that I saw in your presentation that I would like to have your support in. I would love it if you could help me in this way. And they could make a little note and that will give you a place to start and it will tell you who wants to get started with you. Because if somebody doesn't have any ideas based on your <laughs> presentation, then chances are they're probably not that friendly teacher that you want to start your coaching work with, right? So that's how you define uh, your role for teachers with a whole group presentation, or you could also do that during grade level sessions. A small group will work just as well. Another fun way to get teachers in your door is with a coffee with a coach or a cupcakes with a coach or a cookies with a coach. Or um, I think I mentioned an episode or in one of the previous episodes, if you can swing a cocktails with a coach, I'm sure you'll have a good turnout. But, I don't, but you may not have your administrator's approval for that. So be careful with that. So um, I've actually coffee with a coach is probably the approach that I would take because, you know, many teachers drink coffee and you could also have tea. Um, or other tasty beverages. You could either have juice, right? Um, but Nicole S. Turner of Simply Coaching and Teaching did cupcakes with a coach. And Katie Prentice of KTP on TPT did a cookies with a coach that I thought was really cute as well. So what you do is you create little invitations to teachers and you say, on this day, you can come by my room and, or you can do this in the lounge, wherever you think you'll get better traffic and whatever might be a more appropriate space for this sort of a treat. So you could say you can come by my room on this day during your conference period, or you can set it up before or after school, however you think it will be most purposeful. And you say you have a treat and then you can stop by and talk to me and see how I might be able to support you. So the easy thing is you have your treats, you decorate it beautifully. It doesn't have to be super complicated. Keep it simple. But you're just there present to answer their questions about coaching and to introduce them to the kinds of support you can provide. So one thing that I really recommend that you have here if you do this approach is that you have a coaching menu or a coaching, a list of strategies that you can do or some sort of document that you can share with people that shows them what you can provide. If it's all just talk, people often walk away and go, okay, all right, that's great, good to know, thanks, and then they eat their cookies and they leave. But if there's something on paper, then they can choose something. So if you have a coaching menu that's that spells out the 10 different kinds of things that you can do, they can say, you know what I would really like is this, and they can choose an item from that specific um, component that or from that specific uh, menu that you're providing to make sure that they are being really selective of something that's gonna support them and it will also give you an idea of where they wanna start. So I totally recommend that you have that coaching menu because that is a good visual way to share that with teachers. And you can, of course, get that um, as a free download on my blog today in the show notes. Well, you can get it any day you listen to this. <laughs> but it is episode 23 in the show notes at buzzingwithmissb.com. A couple things that you're going to want to consider as you go through this process. You may also want to share explicitly what you are not there to do. So we want to share what our roles are, but we also want to share what our role is not. So it kind of like a coach is, a coach isn't. So some things that you are not there to do are gossiping, tattling, making copies, <laughs> running errands, being a substitute. Okay, let's be real. Are you going to have to do the copies, errands, and substituting sometimes? Probably. That is probably going to happen to you at some point. But that is not the main focus of your work there, okay? So if you have to do it because your administrator sends you to do it and there's no way around it, well, I mean, I guess that's where you are, right? But that is not what you're there to do, and you want to explicitly say that to teachers. So that way they know what, what your position entails. Because if they've never had a coach, or if they've never had a coach who does the work of coaching, 
they have no idea who you are and what you're there to do. I can tell you that for sure. So I want you just to think about your faculty today. Do they know what your role is? And don't kid yourself like I was <laughs> kidding myself that they knew what my role is. I guess a better question is, have you explicitly introduced what your role is? Because if you haven't, there are absolutely misconceptions. So I recommend that you choose one of these methods, whether it's the whole group presentation, like a slideshow with the activity for teachers to brainstorm, a coffee, cupcakes, or cookies with a coach, um, or the coaching menu where you meet people one-on-one -on -one and actually introduce that menu and get started with your dialogue that way. I want you to choose one of those ways and find some time that you can do that in the near future. The easiest one to do that you don't have to bother anybody for is a coffee with a coach. As long as you do that all on your own, you don't even have to get approval for something like that because it won't take up anybody's time unless they choose to give it to you. So that's an easy way to start and you will get an idea of who your friendlies are, who wants to work with you, and um, what you might start working on. So a couple of things I want you to take away today. If the teacher doesn't know why you're there, your effectiveness immediately drops by like 75% because you just can't do the work that you're there to do. So make sure they know what you're there to do and what you're there not to do, okay? What you're not trying to accomplish with your work. So my next steps for you, make your plan. If you've already shared your role with the whole group, identify a teacher or a grade level or team who might need a refresher. And if you haven't, ask your admin about when a good time would be that you can introduce it to the whole school, okay? So the next episode is tied to this one in that it's all about how to structure your time to meet your goals. So we talked about identifying the kinds of work that you wanna do with teachers, but we need to talk a little bit about setting goals around those areas and also about how to structure your time so you actually accomplish them because we get pulled in 18 million different directions and if you don't have a clear plan of how you're gonna target those goals, they suddenly become less and less important and eventually you forget you ever wanted to accomplish them at all because they're no longer on your radar because every day you're just getting through the day. You're finding out whatever responsibilities have been tossed to you for that day <laughs> and you are um, just getting through it and muddling through and struggling through instead of actually being purposeful with your time. So definitely listen to episode 24, how to structure your time to meet your goals. And till then, happy coaching. Thank you for listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast. Want more coaching ideas? Check me out at buzzingwithmissb.com and on Instagram at buzzingwithmissb. If you love the show, share it with a coach who would love it too, or leave me a review on iTunes. It's free and it helps others find this show. Happy coaching. Happy coaching.